0: Smart politics for stupid times. Welcome to the unprecedented podcast with John Aravosis and Cliff Schechter.
1: Welcome back, everybody. Thursday, September 24th, uh, 40 days to Armageddon. Uh, Here with John Aravosis, here with Cliff Schechter and Amanda Marcotte. Uh, Cliff, hey, Amanda, hey. 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 Um, So let me tell you, I, I suspect all of you know who Amanda is, but for the occasional foreign visitor we have, like my friend Sean in England, I will tell you anyway. Uh, Amanda Marcotte is an American blogger who writes on feminism and politics from a liberal perspective. Uh, She is the senior politics writer at Salon and the author of the book Troll Nation. Um, Amanda, uh, you know, (laughs) I woke up this morning very... Well, I woke up this morning feeling okay. Then I started reading Twitter. I got very upset that I saw a nice video of a raccoon in a hammock and it made me feel better for a moment and... Now we're here.
0: Can we just all be raccoons in hammocks? It might make all of this much easier.
1: <laughs> nope. Okay, I was throwing that to you, and that know. was kind of just a throw to you, Amanda. Of like, oh, okay. how how are we doing? How are we doing? Forty days from the election, and you're are you as freaked out as I am?
2: I am both freaked out, but I'm fired up. Um, you know, I, I think there's a good reason to be scared, but there's actually good reasons to be. Um, I wouldn't say hopeful, but optimistic. <laughs> right.
1: Like I'll I, we'll take the, it right now. But about the expected number of votes or about Trump not trying to cheat as much as we fear he may?
2: Oh no, I think he's gonna that's why I don't like the word hopeful, because that's a passive word. That implies yeah. <laughs> that implies everything'll be okay. Yeah. Yeah. And he's going to try to cheat. He's going to try to pull every lever that he can to steal this election. There's no doubt about it. He tells us that, like, every day, that's what he plans to do. Like, he's not hiding this. But that's where I feel optimistic, which is, you know, usually when... Uh, authoritarian leaders uh, attempt a coup, they don't like broadcast their plans (laughs) on television so we've got a huge advantage here which is he's a weak sniveling coward who keeps telling us what he plans to do, we just need to listen
0: Well John and I have been saying for a long time that we're in some ways lucky that he's a really dumb fascist you know, like if there were the smarter ones who knew how to plan stuff quietly um, and not always give away
1: What if Bill Barr were president, right? Yeah, exactly. he's a
0: much, he's a smarter fascist. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know. Um, uh, no, I mean, I, I think that I think Amanda is exactly right about that. You know, I mean, it's hard to not be concerned, and it's hard to. I mean, I mean, ever assuming that Trump won't do the lowest of the lowest things to get what he wants is is always giving him too much credit. But you know, uh, I think that at least his broadcasting and the fact that I think there are um, there are people in places that might actually try to resist that. Uh, i would hope <laughs> even people that are supposedly you know uh with him look i don't have much faith in most republicans um but you know i mean oh lindsey w-
1: no lindsey graham said this morning he and marco rubio they re- they really want a peaceful transition cliff oh uh, that's <laughs> nice yeah that's so nice did marco rubio tweet out a bible quote about it because
0: <laughs> <that's laughs> <so laughs>
1: revelations and exactly case, um <laughs> okay. no but i mean um I was, I had a question follow up from what you're saying. Amanda, I can't think now. Um, I mean, what what can we do to prepare? I, I think that's one of the things that I felt very depressed. We had uh, Jared Jade Sexton on the other day and I love Jared, but boy, he's the worst person to have on, on a topic like this because it's just, you know, if I depress you, <laughs> Jared, Jared knows way more facts to depress you than I even do. But it's, i I'm still wrapping my head around the other than getting all the votes out there, what can we do as individuals? And it's,
2: there's a lot we can do, and I'm, I'm hey. actually—I I actually feel I'm a little premature in this because I'm mm-hmm. starting some research on this to write a piece about what we can do. Yep. Um, because voting and donating—they, those are minimum <laughs> for yep. folks. Um, if you can donate, um, meaning, yeah. meaning
1: that they're the starting point of what you should be doing.
2: Yeah, but yep. there's other things we can do. So, um, you know, I, I was reading this morning an article from. In a place called um, Choose Democracy, so it's hmm. ChooseDemocracy.us. I tell I would recommend people go check out the articles they have up there. And they had a, a a very optimistic article pointing out that half of the time when a half of attempted coups around the world fail, and what? they fail, yeah, yeah, they fail, and they fail because they meet mass resistance in the streets. So right. that's the first thing that I would. Tell people to plan on doing.
1: Let me jump in and ask you more if and I don't mean to put you on the spot, but since you've read more on this recently than I have, why did they fail? And what I mean is, so what if massive number of people turn out in the streets? Does it end up turning off the military? Why does it make a difference?
2: Well, most coups are actually not through the military. I mean, I think a lot of us have an image of coups as being tanks in the street, and I'm not saying that doesn't happen. Molly, recently, yeah. Yeah, There's this definitely happens. You you definitely especially see fascistic leaders get the military and have a military coup, but there are different kinds of coups. There's legalistic coups most of the time, where people do what Trump is trying to do, which is to steal elections through various legal or – like, um, extra legal methods. (laughs) Right, right. And those places they have, there's a lot of leverage points that people in the streets can kind of get involved. And I'll point to the 2000 election. I don't want to go to saying that was a coup, but it it shows you sort of the broad outlines of what's going to happen, which is there's going to be an effort to keep the votes from being counted. Trump has broadcast this pretty blatantly. And things that the mass resistance can put a lot of pressure on judges and lawyers and politicians who are inclined to go along with Trump's plans and keep them from doing it. It can also help physically prevent it from happening. Because if you recall in the 2000 election, there were physical efforts to shut down vote counting. And they were effective in doing so by the Republicans, you mean? Yeah, yeah, by the Republicans, right? And and one of the reasons it worked is because the left did not meet them in the street, right? And if we if we literally just making a vow to yourself right now that you're going to join efforts to keep election officials from being bombarded, like intimidated and physically prevented from counting votes, that could help a lot. Right. Well, actually, you know, Cliff, I mean, Cliff, Cliff
1: just mention mention the Brooks Brothers thing again because that's the second important point, which is well,
2: it's it's also
1: about all the little tricks and games, the PR games, the Republicans play too. That right. we got to be prepared for
0: that we did not play. I mean, it's funny. I was going to bring that up. Saying, well, that's your
1: favorite it's, topic. I wanted to throw
0: well, it to it, you. Well, it is, but I also was going to bring up <laughs> 2000 as a general you know, topic, Before, and it was perfect when Amanda said it because I was thinking you know, some people might say that was a coup. We don't know in the end, but we do know that the voting was, was shut down by uh, the Supreme Court, which actually isn't supposed to get involved in these things and certify elections. It's supposed to be up to the states, and the Florida Supreme Court had said keep counting. That should have been the final decision there. Um, So, I mean, you know, but, but Amanda couldn't be more right about, you know, there was famous where they shut down the recount in Dade County. And we know that Roger Stone was helping, you know, not to, to pull out that forest Gump from every shitty period of American history, you know, was involved in in, in planning that. And there are other Republican operatives on the ground. That's what they call the Brooks Brothers riot. This wasn't like something that sprung up from the streets. They flew in staffers from D.C. I knew one of the
1: guys. He used to work with me in the Senate. They were uh, all yeah, fake.
0: I, I used to debate one of the ones uh, – what the hell is his name? Uh, That's on, funny. On, you when know I was stupid enough to go on Fox a decade ago. Yeah, right. I mean he was – you know, he's in with Trump now too. They're, they're, they are who they are. The point is just, you know, we've seen it before in 2000. Mm-hmm. I don't think we were really prepared for that. And, you know, if you ever saw the movie, Oh, it was the, the, you know, what game change, I guess. was that mm-hmm. the book, you know, by the sexual assaulter and, uh, I hate even bringing him up, but, um, mm-hmm. but I mean, you know, when they made that into a movie, they did, I thought they did do a pretty good job of showing how we were playing by one set of rules. We had Warren Christopher, you know this oh. old-line diplomat, and we will not do things that will besmirch the reputation of the United States of America. And they had James Baker, you know, who was willing to basically, you know, cut I off forgot we had more bodies. In support. That's just you scary. know. Oh, I mean, it was we, oh, you know, and then we had Joe Lieberman. He was like a
1: corpse already at that point.
0: Yes, I mean, it was ridiculous. Yeah. We didn't have the people we needed. Yeah. To be doing the things we needed to do, and so I mean is exactly right. Look, these people all belong to social circles. They all have lives they enjoy leading. You know, this isn't about like overt threatening of violence, but they have to, you know, they have to exist after this, and they have to exist in their in, in their worlds and be comfortable. Social pressure gets a lot done, and frankly, ensuring they physically can't shut things down—that's important too. I mean, there's 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 numerous, you know, our, what our lawyers do will be important. What is said by important nonpartisan figures uh, will be important, you know, and and I mean, I, I hate to ever rely on sort of the professional military, you know, and those two. But, you know, all those guys loathe Donald Trump.
1: Can you um, may, maybe turn this into a question like what throw this back to Amanda, but what about what exactly? That's what I'm saying. Like, What, what about what you've just said? Would you like her to reply to?
0: I just, I just want to hear, I want to hear Amanda. (laughs) i would just spouting off. I mean, anything and everything, Amanda, or you can just say everything Cliff said is dumb and that would work too.
2: No, Uh, I think you're right. I I think you're right. And the military is an interesting piece because again, when we think of coups, we think of the military. And I think I've seen a lot of people asking questions about secret service and other, you know, men with guns, who's, whose choice of who they believe is the president is going to matter a lot or could matter a lot. And I think, I think those, I think you're right. Like, I think we should not, we shouldn't give up necessarily on those guys, but we shouldn't assume they're going to do the right thing either. Like that's the thing, what they decide to do sort of depends on what the sort of political and social momentum around the question of who's legitimate is about, like that matters a lot. And by actually not sitting on your butt, actually getting up, getting out in the street, protesting, especially if you're gonna be in one of those swing cities where right. there are cities and swing states where making sure the votes are all counted is gonna matter, like Miami, Philadelphia, uh, you know, places like that. I, I think it's going to help create the sense that this is a losing battle for Trump. And that's going to incentivize the military and law enforcement to um, go ahead and just let Joe Biden be the president.
1: Well, can I ask you, i want to ask you about the military, because one thing, and actually for you and Cliff both, one thing that has bothered me a lot has been, I don't know if foreign policy or wherever, but somebody did an article a few weeks ago about how, don't talk about the military taking sides. That makes us as bad as everybody else. And I was, and my constant re- response to that was, the military is going to have to take sides. Who's their commander in chief on January 20th, right? Yep. They're going to have to decide whose orders they're following. So there's no way they don't decide. What I worry is that 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 Pollyanna attitude of we don't want the military deciding will make it become the default status quo. Well, the guy sitting in the chair is Trump. So I guess he's the one we follow. Yeah. Or or, or the or the he uses the arcane legal structure, like you said, it goes to the Supreme Court. They basically just steal the thing more egregiously than Bush v. Gore. And the military says, well, the court decided and then we're, we're screwed again.
2: Yeah, the military is a big, diverse organization, and I think in these kinds of situations, the American military, they, of course, we mean. Yeah, 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 I'm the American military. <laughs> I'm kidding. And in these situations, <laughs> they, you know, they really kind of it, it ends up just being easier to default to whoever seems to be in charge, <laughs> and correct, and we can, and that's you know, as opposed to that's even above and beyond like who they might want to be in charge, right? And so I think that, you know, we need to understand that. And that's a that's a powerful leverage point, because if it just seems like the American public is done with this crap and they want Joe Biden and they're willing to fight for it, I think the military will be strongly incentivized to do the right thing.
1: And now a quick break to hear from our sponsors.
0: Well hey guys, now that we've said goodbye to summer, it's time for things to get back in our everyday autumn groove. The kids are back in school, everything is flavored with pumpkin spice, which is pumpkin spice. And he's a big he's big on that. Not I like so pumpkin me. spice. And before you know it, the leaves will start changing color. With so much changing around, it's increasingly difficult to find that extra time for you.
1: Sorry, it's
0: just reminded me. Exactly. <laughs> the time you need Sorry. to take care of yourself and Look your best. With Plexiderm, all you need is 10 minutes and you can look 10 years younger. Plexiderm is a clinically studied serum that gives your appearance the right kind of changes. It visibly reduces wrinkles, fine lines, even under eye bags in just minutes. Plexiderm even works on laugh lines, number 11s, and cruise feet. Take up to 10 years off your appearance in less than 10 minutes, folks. The results will last for hours. You can take the family apple picking and look your best the whole darn time. Even better, Plexiderm doesn't involve any visits to a surgeon and costs less than a round of pumpkin spice lattes, which John buys every day for himself and his friends. You can try a six-application trial pack for just $14.95 with free shipping when you visit tryplexiderm.com, or you can call 800-685-1292 and say the code VOICES. This order also comes with free shipping and a 30-day money-back guarantee. Folks, make those wrinkles, lines, and under-eye bags disappear with PlexiDerm. Visit triplexiderm.com or, again, call 800-685-1292 and say the code VOICES
1: at checkout. What do you have for us, John? I've got bacteria and viruses, Cliff. Wonderful. And they're everywhere. Your phone, your earbuds, your car keys, your groceries, your packages, your wallet, even your face mask. i don't so want to go going to bubble going to a bubble sanitizing these items is an important part of staying safe and healthy but it can also mean using harmful chemicals that constantly need to be replaced the clean phone line of products changes all that the clean phone brand offers a full range of sanitizing products that ultraviolet use ultraviolet light this is the same technology used to sanitize hospital rooms and medical equipment the clean phone products have been tested by independent laboratories and provide the best quality uv sanitizing for every need the clean phone is a device designed for phones and household items it even works as a wireless charger for your cell phone and now add the new clean phone wand my personal favorite a portable i gotta <laughs> i gotta get one of these just because on everything well, I'm hoping it's sort of like a lightsaber but a lightsaber for viruses oh I should get for um, my kids seriously a portable handheld unit that can go anywhere and be used to sanitize tablet your kid would be like the good fairy of cleanliness like ding ding, ding. you know you can just see the hand going ding or the Darth Vader. Or the Darth Vader, right. Slice them in half. Uh, and be used to sanitize tablets, computers, packages, groceries, and more. Go to newdealshop.com to select the right clean phone products for you. Get free FedEx two-day shipping. And as an added bonus, get 10% off FDA-authorized respirator face masks. Go to thenewdealshop.com now. That's free FedEx two-day shipping and a bonus 10% off FDA-authorized respirator face masks at thenewdealshop.com. Go there now. And now we are back to Amanda Marcotte. Uh, the, the more, and again, the more sort of respected voices hmm. from all walks
0: of life that speak out immediately, uh, the more important, obviously politically from, I would say the diplomatic sphere. And I would say, you know, uh, uh, you know n- other parts of what, you know, the nonpartisan, let's call it, sort of governmental bureaucracy. People have served in high positions, I would say, even, I mean, some of these retired, you know, military bigwigs made them made their position well known, how much they loathe Donald Trump. They're speaking out will be important, you know, but other sort of important cultural figures will be important if they try to do this. And well, you know, could, again, could,
1: may I, ask, I want to ask you the same question I asked Amanda. Yeah. What influence? Tell me how you see those cultural figures and things like that influencing. Who do they actually have influence on when they speak out? Who, who cares what they say? So, I would say that?
0: three groups of people. Right, there, there are people that need to speak out to buck up those on the on the left, and frankly, any part of the political spectrum who are horrified at the thought of are not having a peaceful transition of power and our government being stolen from us, and we need those folks to speak out to give people the courage and the sense of, of community to go out in the streets. So even and, to and,
1: buck up Democratic members of Congress right? That even, is correct.
0: Right? That's okay. one, one part I would say. The second part are people that uh, appeal to vast swaths of – call them regular people if you want. You know, non political people, even people that may have voted for Trump but don't much like him. You know, they just the Republicans, he's not as bad as the other other guy, those those folks in this. We need people to reach them. And then the third group I would say were those who reach the elite media and and will in the end set the narrative for how they cover this. I mean a classic example, again, it's funny you brought up and I don't want to say who because I don't want to rip into anybody who we're friends with, but somebody saying, oh, the media will do the right thing. You know, John and yeah. you know, I were talking about earlier, which I find hilarious, that anybody yeah. would just defer and believe that. Well,
1: I say, can, I, I, can I just 20 seconds tell people so what it is, is somebody who – a good person we like was arguing, no, 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 you don't have to worry about Trump having a coup and stuff because after a couple of days after the election, we're going to know who won, and the media won't let him get away with claiming he won. <laughs> And I said, what right. the fuck difference? Oh, the fake media is going to tell the Trump supporters, put down your guns. He didn't win. And, right. I mean, I mean, to give you a quick
0: sort of yeah. class, uh, classic example, um, you know, today I'm looking at it right now on, on Twitter, Matt McDermott, you know, a pollster political type tweeted out the front page of the New York Times and of course the Donald Trump made a statement yesterday that is so far out of bounds from what we've considered acceptable in American democracy that it even far leaves behind the other things he said I want to guess what page of the New York Times it's on
2: yeah it was buried right like A 15 there you go yep yeah and, and I- I will say yeah, all Hillary. I'll just in two right.
0: seconds and I want you to go a Hillary Clinton's pneumonia story, page one. We all know what happened with the Comey thing right before the election. It wasn't just page one. They literally covered page one with it. I mean, they have been so irresponsible during uh, this whole part. era.
1: Chicago Tribune and others, Washington Post, did the same thing apparently. They did, but the
0: New York Times is the most – it has the biggest brand and the biggest – Oh, I'm not defending them. I'm saying it's – No, you're not. I'm just making the point of the difference of (laughs) someone who lives – you know, who has lived in New York City and grew up there and has lived in Washington and now lives in Cincinnati. I can tell you the Cincinnati Enquirer takes a lot more of its – sort of what it thinks it should do from the New York Times than it does from almost any other newspaper and so do other papers in cities like this in the Midwest and Southwest and other swing states. So what they do is so much more important and they've been so damn irresponsible. And now Cliff I've has a construction like truck
1: Cliff has a construction truck that's been trying to back up onto him for the last I several days. I apologize. You know. I should
0: probably just shut the damn window. Is what I should do.
1: It wouldn't kill. <laughs> I'm going to mute and you guys keep talking and I'm going to go shut some windows. I'm sorry. So Amanda, jump in. What
2: were you saying? Uh, so I was going to say, I mean, this is actually shows though where like there's a reason to believe anger and shaming works because the New York times tried to bury that on their website too. It was way down on the front page of their website and then social media shaming started. And now if you go check out, well, as we're speaking, if you go check out the New York times, it's only a second headline under the Breonna Taylor uh, protest. So we, you know, people oh. were able to successfully it's get that. Left. It's the top left story right now. Trump yeah. will commit to
1: transfer power. Brianna is yeah. one. Uh, it, anyway, it's actually oh, the well, top Well, that's good. I didn't know that. Yeah. So that yeah. shows,
0: again, as Amanda's You're right, right. Again, that social pressure. Well, I mean, you know, we yeah, all make fun of it or whatever, and we all know the way this stuff works, but especially if you've lived in New York or Washington, and frankly, it takes place in most part, in most cities in America, is there's an elite, and they get together, and they do what they do, and they all want to fit in, you know, and, and not be ostracized. And and I think if you, you can create social pressure so that people feel like it's important to act, maybe not for the right reasons, but I don't much care at the end if
1: it's protecting democracy. Sorry, Amanda, what were you saying? yeah.
2: No, no, I agree. I think, you know, it's like one of the reasons that um, so many media outlets minimize this stuff is because they are being shamed from the other side. They're being shamed by kind of centrists and they're being shamed by the right wingers who are like, don't be one of those people with Trump derangement syndrome. Don't be hysterical, you know. And, and the reason that the shamers, at least some of the shamers, are doing that is precisely to get this, like, low ball coverage so that when Trump makes his move, everyone's caught by surprise. So see that for what it is and, and just be shameless about shaming in equal parts. Like, yep. no, this is important. This is serious. We take this seriously. Because... It, it it works like right. the you know none of this has anything to do with a sincere conviction about how right. things are going. If they were being sincere about what they saw, like, I, I, <laughs> the, the, if everything would look very differently. Because right. I think there's no doubt we're all the like I as I was saying on Twitter earlier today, the coup is actually already underway. Like the the mail slowdown is part of the plan. So right. the question is just how seriously do we take this? Or are we going to let wishful thinking take over? And it, and
0: it has been really for, for four years, it's been underway, you know, and it includes calling media enemies of the people in a few cases with media members of the media being arrested. Um, it includes, You know, includes uh, firing inspectors general from numerous uh, organizations when they're looking into Trump's wrongdoing. I mean, you know, this has been this this has been a constant. This this slow moving coup to really undo what you know all the sort of levers of independence and of checks and balances that make it so in a democracy. You know, you can't just do whatever the hell you feel like doing. And, and so, yes, it has been, and again, that's why when I, when I speak of my anger for any sort of half dozen or so institutions or whatever that have failed us during this period of time, I put the New York Times right up towards the top because, as Amanda said, if they covered this – politics is the only thing where the reporters actually don't try to enlighten you. They try to be dumber. And pretend they don't see things that they actually see, so they can say, "Well, both sides do this and that." If there's, if it's science reporters, health reporters, they're trying to give you the most information possible. It's the opposite here because they're scared, as she said, about the right attacking them constantly. Right. Liberal media, liberal media. But I mean, in the end, you know, the, the New York Times has certainly been the worst of them, and some have been better than the, than others. Absolutely. Um, but you know on some level they've all failed us because Donald Trump if they had just told the truth no matter what that truth was whether if Donald Trump was wrong 98.7% of the time and Hillary Clinton was wrong 1.3 that's what they should have told us because that was the reality and instead they they balanced it and made it so a whole lot of people that didn't much like Trump Could believe that you know they both were equally bad and 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 in the end vote for trump
1: you know one thing i would throw in too is don't forget members of congress and it's something i've raised before where having worked for a senator They really freak out when their constituents get super pissed at them. This is why that little fake Brooks Brothers riot during uh, Bush v. Gore 2000 worked, because you had 20 regular Americans storming a room and yelling and screaming. But the thing is, it freaked Democrats out. They said, oh, my God, we're going to have riots. Right. Members of Congress really don't like getting yelled at. My boss once came back to me and yelled at me because somebody yelled at me in the airport. I'm like, yeah, it was your issue. I mean, literally, I was like, yeah, well, find out what it was. I'm like, are you – somebody yelled at you in the airport and you think like they were right? They Yeah, but John, in his defense, your former
0: boss was Ted Stevens, and he yelled about everything every day. He
1: did. He was mean to me. No, no, but (laughs) he was quite
0: infamous for just yelling at walls. No, yes, but he did –
1: I mean, I know you're joking, but on on this one, I'm being quite serious. He would not freak out about stuff like this. Members of Congress hated getting confronted in public. This is why – you know all that stuff about getting pissed at people over dessert in a restaurant. It works, folks. They really don't like it.
0: Well, that was what I was saying. Like, you if know. you disrupt their normal lives, and I'm yeah. not advocating violence uh, in any way, but you know, when people said they were going to march to Mitch McConnell's house, you yeah. know, uh, after, after I would just—I don't know why people. I mean, you can't be on his property, but I'd frankly just camp out all around there, where, where, right off of his property. If you make their lives uncomfortable. Uh, and the right does this to us all the time. So we have people yeah. who are like, well, they'll do it to you. Trust me. And all three of us on this, on we'll this do it anyway. podcast, all three of us on this podcast okay. have gotten numerous death threats. I don't know uh, Amanda yeah. well. I know her work and I love it, but I don't know her well personally, but I would promise you she's gotten numerous Whoa. death threats. Yeah. And mm-hmm. as a woman, probably yeah. worse.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um,
0: you know, if I'm I get them in
2: my actual mail. Right.
0: I had to contact last election cycle because I was running an IE organization working against independent expenditure. Sorry, independent expenditure organization running and working against Steve Shabbat here in in Southwest Ohio. Steve Shabbat, a right-wing racist Republican. I had somebody literally tell me they were going to come to my house and kill my family, and had to contact the Cincinnati Police because he was a legit. I mean, he was a legitimate person, as in he existed. I found him. He posted on social media places. Mm. He wasn't just some some guy in in you know a room in Russia. Um, I mean mm-hmm. this stuff, so they they do you know and, and i 'm not saying we should do that, obviously that's horrendous. what I'm saying is if you can make in a very safe way make people's lives much more uncomfortable, much more pleasant, and not just let them walk between the raindrops and enjoy destroying democracy, and you know you'll move some of them with this because they do care what their their sort of equals in their eyes think of them, they do care whether they yep. can have a relaxing night out at dinner, they care about these things. <laughs>
2: Well, and and, you know, I think a lot of people see the protests around Mitch McConnell's house and they think, oh, well, Mitch McConnell doesn't care. And that's true. But there are other Senate members. His wife cares.
0: Yeah, I, mean I bet you, his wife cares, and if she, she cares, he cares, right? She, I mean,
1: do, that- do you guys – do you remember she actually freaked out about a year or so ago when he was giving a speech at Georgetown, and there were protesters, and she literally she, – there's video of her going, stop saying that about my husband. I mean it was <laughs> it, but I mean it, to use mom's expression, we got her goat. She was pissed, so it clearly was affecting them is my point.
2: Yeah, they're people. And I think that's what we can't forget. Like,
0: <laughs> it's hard like, to believe it sometimes. I know. Toilet but.
2: green is people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry, Amanda. Go ahead. No,
2: no, no. It's true. They're, they're people and it, it matters. Like, and, and, and not only are politicians people, they're like a certain kind of person. Like, one of the wisest things a friend of mine in politics told me is every mm-hmm. politician has a hole in their heart that can only be filled with 51% approval yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like
1: that's a funny point actually you're right because yeah. they run they run that's what they want is the affection the votes
2: yeah the, everyone who go like it takes a little bit of narcissism to run for office so narcissistic injury is very real like i if you guys want a little porn for yourself like go yeah. on twitter right now or listeners go on Twitter and look at the look on Donald Trump's face at Ruth Bader Ginsburg Lion and State. He walks out, mask over his face. The crowd just goes, boo, boo. Oh. vote him out, vote him out. And he looks, he oh, I didn't looks see really that's... upset. It, it just good. happened right before we started taping this. And yeah, I would I mean, give you another one. That. Look at the yeah. one
0: where... Look at also where the – maybe it's a minute and a half of testimony the other day where Dr. Fauci basically calls Rand Paul a loudmouth idiot. He didn't use those words, but he's like, we're used to this from Rand. I think he called him Senator Rand which I thought but was he didn't awesome, call
1: him Senator Rand, yes.
0: Which is yes. just disrespectful, I love it. And he just sat there and, you know, and hit him back and pointed out how he shares misinformation and how, you know, when he said, New York has reached herd immunity, which, by the way, is another reminder that that's what they want, herd immunity. Yeah. They keep pretending they don't. You know, he's like 22% in New York. Uh, there's nobody, there's no nobody alive or whatever. He said valid person who understands it at all that would ever say 22% is herd immunity. He embarrassed Rand Paul in front of everybody. And you could see the look on Rand Paul's face. He was about to explode. They can't stand being questioned. They can't stand being mocked. They can't stand being protested. There's an aspect of politics that that we on the left sometimes forget, psychological warfare. And it's important. And it needs to be done. Because again, if these guys feel they can be comfortable in their little enclaves, you know, here, uh, I'll tell you a great story. Here in, in we go to a, a sports club here in Cincinnati. And we, you know, my wife was there with uh, my kids one time. And Rob Portman belongs to it. And Rob Portman always tries to pretend when he's home here in Cincinnati, like he's this great guy, you know, lover of the people. And so as he walked by my wife and kids, he said, he said, Hey boys, how are you? Or something like that. And they were about to say something. And my wife just turned to them and said, she said, boys, that's Senator Rob Portman. Don't talk to him. He's a bad man. (laughs) And she told me, and my wife doesn't do stuff like that most of the time. She really doesn't. She's, she's somebody who just, you know, I mean, she's, she's just too nice to, but That's the level of anger, you know, we have for him. And like she said, the look on his face was he didn't know what to do. And he just sort of scurried away. They're not used to being challenged in their own places like that. So do it (laughs) and and get out there and make sure that they're uncomfortable because, again, like, let's hope it never comes to this. And let's hope that polling is something close to right and that Biden wins by such a large margin and so do senators that none of this matters, that no matter what Trump tries. But if he does, we need to be prepared. You know, I point out before Judge Roberts cares about his legacy on the Supreme Court. He's pushed some terrible things that he supported, but he's also pulled back from the brink a number of times, you know, uh, and, and there's others like that. There's levers of power that you can you can push.
2: Yeah. And and I think, you know, th- one way to think about the psychology of this is Trump is a genuinely awful person. And even Republicans don't like him. He's annoying. He's loud. He's embarrassing. and just raising the psychological price of defending this guy. I mean, at a certain point, I think you just have to, like, I I think they're going to probably stand by him to the end, but then, you know, we need to make it so that their willingness to fight is pretty low because the guy's just not worth it. I mean, literally, (laughs) literally, Why Why would you give up all your credibility as a public figure for that asshole, right? I mean, they have, though, devil's advocate. They have. They have. Right. They have. But I think because of the, the cushion and the bubble that they live in that Cliff is talking about, they don't recognize how maybe like Susan Collins is only starting to feel the sting of how much people hate her. Right. Like they, they really are bubbled up from it.
1: To hear the rest of this episode, become a premium subscriber to the Unprecedented Podcast by going to patreon.com slash unprecedented podcast. And with a $5 a month or more subscription, you not only support the show, but you get access to this episode and all of our premium episodes, including all of our great guests. Thanks so much for joining us. We really appreciate your support. And now a closing word from our sponsor. Well,
0: John, now that we've said goodbye to summer, it's time for things to get back in our everyday autumn groove. The kids are back in school. Everything's flavored with pumpkin spice. And before you know it, the leaves will start changing color. With so much changing around us, it's increasingly difficult to find that extra time for you. You time. The time you need to take care of yourself and look your best. With Plexterm, all you need is 10 minutes and you can look 10 years younger. Plexiderm is a clinically studied serum that gives your appearance the right kind of changes. It visibly reduces wrinkles, fine lines, and even under eye bags in minutes. Plexiderm works on laugh lines, number 11s, and crow's feet. Hate those punks. Take up to 10 years off your appearance in less than 10 minutes. The results will last for hours. So you can take the family apple picking and look your best the whole time, John. Even better, Plexiderm doesn't involve any visit to a surgeon and costs less than a round of pumpkin spice lattes for you and your friends. You can try a six-application trial pack for $14.95 with free shipping when you try, sorry, when you visit tryplexiderm.com or call 800-685-1292 and say the code VOICES. This order also comes with free shipping and a 30 day money-back guarantee. Make those wrinkles, lines, and under-eye bags disappear with Plexiderm. Visit triplexsyndrome.com or call 800-685-1292 and say the code VOICES at checkout. And thank you for joining us today, folks.